Hey friend, you are listening to Real Talk with Rachel, and I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert. I am a therapist on a mission to bridge the gap between faith and therapy. Tune in on Mondays for short talk therapy episodes, always 15 minutes or less. And on Wednesdays, we sprinkle in guest interviews with people I feel can equip your mental, emotional, relational, physical, or spiritual health. These episodes are meant to be educational, not a replacement for your therapist. Stick around until the end of the show for a short segment where I share counselor-approved strategies to take this Real Talk episode and make it relevant in your everyday life through simple action steps. Today's episode is equipping your relational health, and the guest is my daughter, Ellie Gilbert. Ellie is 15, soon to be 16 years old. She loves to cheer, act, debate, and just be with people any chance she gets. She's the extrovert of our family, as you'll hear today. Now, we have been talking about doing an interview together for a while, but we just hadn't felt it was time to do it. And this conversation that you're about to listen to was recorded on a day when we had gone dress shopping, and we had a ton of giggles in the dressing room as one of us nearly got stuck in a dress, which I think most women can relate to the feeling of panic that comes over you when that happens. Then after that, We had come to our clinic. It was a day that the clinic was closed for a holiday and we came here to do some work. And then as we were about to leave for the day, we just felt inspired to record this episode. So it is real, raw, and it's an authentic mother-daughter conversation, primarily about how both generations can do a better job of supporting, understanding, and being a safe space for each other. So please help me welcome Ellie to the show. All right. I am sitting here with a very special guest, my favorite guest so far. Aw. My daughter, Ellie. Hi. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you for being here. We have been talking for a long time now about recording a podcast together, haven't we? Yes. And we happened to be out today. We ran some errands, and then we came to the clinic. And we're here alone, and we were both working on stuff on our own, and we were about to leave. And we were like, you know what? Let's sit down and have a conversation. Oh, yeah. So here we are. This is also my first time to have a conversation with somebody with no notes, no questions prepared. I have nothing. I feel empty-handed over here. You're never empty-handed. Oh, thank you, Ellie. So we're going to see where the Lord takes this conversation, but we do feel it would be helpful just for people to hear a mother-daughter talk in a real and authentic way, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. With all my other guests, I like to ask them, what is something, maybe a fun fact that the listeners wouldn't know about you? Oh, I mean, obviously I've listened to the show, so (laughs) that was not a surprise. Um, Do you though? Well, exactly. <laughs> you have before. I'll give you that. I'll, yeah. I'll watch it later. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Whenever I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I've been sewing since I was like seven. Which, what is that like? Hold on, quick math. There we go. Eight, eight years. <laughs> eight years of sewing. So got a little experience there, but it's pretty fun. Yeah, that's something I've always been impressed by with you because I don't sew. I'm not crafty at all. (laughs) I've tried to teach you. (laughs) Hey, 
Hey, I need you to back me up. I think I wrote about this in my book, and I've definitely talked about it on the podcast about how, like, just give us, do you have any stories of the things you've tried to teach me with the crafty side and mm. how miserably it fails? <laughs> do I have stories? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Uh, well, it's always really funny because you sometimes you'll be like, yes, I want to learn it. Right. And then you'll start to try it. And then like halfway through, <laughs> you like stab yourself with the needle or something. <laughs> and they'll be like, OK, what's for dinner? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I go back to I know my role. I'm like, yep, All right, yeah, this is causing me more stress. This, they said this would be happy place. <laughs> It is not very happy right now. I have I remember over the Christmas holiday we tried to you tried to teach me yeah. to embroider the ornaments that mind you on Amazon they said were for beginners and I mean they showed kids doing them, you know, in the pictures and whatnot. So I thought surely I can handle this. And what did I do? Sew my needle into the thing. You remember that? Yes. <laughs> she got, for any of you who know how to embroider, she literally got her needle halfway through the fabric and could not pull it out. I don't even know. Like, I pulled so hard. Yeah. You were like, Mom, what did you do? <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. We just had to scrap it and move on because yeah. I don't even know what she did. Yeah. Unfortunately, that embroidery pack is still sitting in its package hoping one day it will get used so anyhow yeah thank you for backing me up on that okay so I do stay in my lane of I'm not good with art and crafty and decor and all the things but I do like to talk that's no yes absolutely <laughs> talking is one of my favorite things actually listening probably is one of my favorite mm -hmm. and talking and having real conversations yeah so you know when I became a mom I knew I knew I wouldn't get things right. I knew I'd make mistakes. I knew all, you know, I just knew, okay, Lord, you're going to have to help fill in the gaps. That was my prayer all the time. Lord, mm. fill in the gaps where I'm weak because I'm a human. And even if I try my hardest, I'll still mess up in some areas. But one area that was really important to me was that uh, me and all my children have open conversations, you know, that yeah. you guys always feel like you can come to me tell me things and I won't freak out on you and I'll, you know, walk alongside you. So can you share how that's been for you or if you've even got to experience that or yeah, just your perspective on that? Um, from a team's perspective, teen and not team, <laughs> a teen's perspective, I think a big part of at least our culture and so I would be considered Gen Z and part of that new culture with where we were literally raised on social media and not raised on social media, but on media and television. And we have all the electronics online and it's teaching us, uh, in my opinion, uh, how we can be different in a sense. Like we, we want to be different things. We want to be different people. And for some people, they go too far with that. But in my opinion, I will go okay, wait, may, I'm starting to think something. I, I have an idea here and wait, is this right? Is this wrong? And I think what a lot of teens do is instead of coming to people they trust, people like their parents, people that have been in this world longer than they have, they'll go to the YouTube video that gives demonstrations because it's easier and comfortable, more comfortable than going to the person who has wisdom and guidance. And so I think opening up this space and being able to talk to you really opens up the ability that I can, I don't have to go 
to the YouTube video. I don't have to go to that Instagram reel to learn. I can go to you who has actual wisdom and someone I actually know and can trust instead of just some random person. So it's like more, well, I don't know how to explain it better than what that is, but just truly having this open conversation is uh, giving me a sense of freedom to ask more questions, but truly to find understanding in a safe place. Yeah. I love that you brought that up about the that safe place because yeah. I think that's something that everybody is missing. I don't care your age. We all need that, you know, yeah. having that space where you can go to somebody and just share what's on your heart and not feel judged, not be, you know, put down for it, but just that that space would be safe. But you also mentioned something that I like that um, it would be easier for all of us to just stay by ourselves and try Mm -hmm. to figure something out on our own. Like you said, let me just look up how to do something or let me just, you know, do this on my own. And that does feel temporarily more safe and protected and easier because it is more of that quick fix. But when we are able to invite other people in, it's that whole community thing again, too, you know, so then other people get to walk alongside you with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think then keeps teens from wanting to come to parents or, you know, somebody in their life and have maybe some hard conversations with them? Awkwardness. Mm. Like I'm being genuinely serious. Teens hate awkwardness. I hate awkwardness. That's why for my personality, at least, I will talk a lot to fill up those empty gaps. Mm-hmm. I Some people, they will, uh, I don't know, say silly filler words or you, even like like. Oh, I just said it there. <laughs> but that word like or uh, you're trying to fill in those little gaps of awkwardness and even those little things, right? That's uh, awkward and uh, oh, well, talking to your parents maybe about a hard subject is awkward and it's scary for sure. And it's uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. this generation and not just this generation, but people, yeah. they enjoy comfort and this uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable is hard because, you know, that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. So opening up that space, yes, it's going to be hard, but it's not it's not as, as uncomfortable as it could be if we know that it's okay to ask these questions. How would you describe awkward? Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I don't have the definition, but... Just in your own words or your view. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of something off the top of my head, but... Just where you don't really know what to say or how to say it, almost like right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, oh, no, what do I have to say? Oh, no. And you start to think of other things besides the person actually in front of you, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know, just this, uh uh-oh, what do I say next? What do I say next? Uh, Awkward as in like, uh uh-oh, what are they thinking about me? And Mm -hmm. this like silence of what are they thinking about me? What are they thinking about me? Let me try to fix it. Let me try to fix it. And I don't know, that's kind of how I envision that yeah well I actually love that it even took you a moment to define it because I think that sometimes it can look like even what works we're exploring right here of you know a feel you have that feeling but you can't really put words to it or you want to share something but you're not real sure how to and then in comes the awkwardness of I know that there's something here that I want to say but I don't even know how to say it yeah yeah um i know recently we had a a moment like that and i don't even remember what we were talking about but um i remember you were kind of having that awkward moment of trying to come up with the right words because you were trying to bring something up to me and you were pausing a lot because you were saying 
I'm just trying to figure out the best way to word this. And I said something to you, and I'm curious if this helped or not. I just said to you, just say it and I can help you reword it. You that know? was literally two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually it was. I was uh, just trying to say something that was really, I don't know, uh, hard to put into words. And I was just trying to say it, but I wanted to say it in the best way possible so that not to arouse like a certain emotion. <laughs> and when uh, I was just like, okay, how do I say this? How do I say this? How do I say this? And mom, you were just like, just say it and you can fix it afterwards. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, <laughs> right. And when I eventually got it out there, then we were both able to understand what I was saying and we were able, you know, to rephrase it better once it was out there. You yeah. Know? And that comes back to that safe space of, you know, it was just you and me. So this is different yeah. than, uh, you know, I wouldn't give that piece of advice to somebody who's speaking on a stage. Yes, just yeah, say it sure. and figure it out later, uh, <laughs> you know, because, you know, when there's lots of people listening, that obviously is different. But we were having a one-on-one -on -one conversation. There was nobody else there. And again, that goes back to creating that safe space of, hey, let somebody get something up and off their chest and don't be so quick to judge it. Or like you said, I love that you brought up that piece too. You were trying to avoid an emotion coming up in me, right? Mm, yes. The recipient. Yeah. Like you were wanting to phrase it in such a way so that I wouldn't react, mm -hmm. you know, in a way that you are not wanting me to react which makes sense. We do. We all do this. But but if we are really, honestly, you know, comfortable with each other and have that safe place with each other, we hopefully should work towards being able to bring something up and even just tell the person, I'm not sure this is the best way to phrase this, but this is the gist of what I'm trying to say right now. Yeah. And then the two of you can work together to go, okay, well, really, you're asking this or mm. yeah, that is or you did nail it, you know, just whatever it might be. But it might eliminate some of that awkwardness. Yeah, for sure. Like mm. iron sharpens iron, we can help each other out. And I think uh, not just ge generation, but just people in general. Uh, we have a hard time, you know, like, saying stuff but we also have a hard time listening and mm -hmm. understanding because we get super defensive and at least I know for me I do this a lot is as soon as I hear like the first sentence out of someone's it, it, it and the very least if it's a critique like that first sentence oh well I didn't mean it like that oh well I it, you know immediately I want to react or immediately I want to leave and when you can truly take a step back and say okay what do you mean here oh I didn't do that. Yeah, I can fix that. Or, oh, I didn't know I did that. I'm sorry. And you can truly build off from there. Yeah. Yeah. You brought up a good point about that we can be on the defense a lot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and when we live like that, it's real hard to have good communication with people. Yeah. Because you're all, in, in one sense defending, you know, deflecting even what they said. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, you brought up also a little bit ago. There's just some topics that are hard to bring up to parents or, you know, adults of any kind or maybe even your own peers. Can you give some, you don't have to give specific examples, but like some themes of that that are, what are some specific themes that you feel like are hard to talk about? Mm. Perhaps when you have an, a different idea from your parents, because I mean, obviously this teens are trying to find themselves and I learned that from you. Mm -hmm. This is their idea, their identity process this who am I and when their parents maybe I'm just using this as an example one political party and they start to think oh wait I might actually think about the other side and they might start to do research on the other side and while this is you know one thought 
the idea of not being able to come to your parents until you're like an adult and say, oh, I'm on the other side, right? And they weren't able to say, well, I understand that you have questions. Here's what we believe and here's why we believe it. And this truly uh, being able to just talk about it, not be like, how dare you try to be on the other side or how dare you, you know, whatever like this. It's this listening to each other. And I think from a teen's perspective, we need to approach this circle, uh, this being able to talk with respect <laughs> and be not saying, I don't believe I think you're doing it all wrong. But say, why do you believe that? Truly, I want to know why. And when I know why I can make a better and reasonable decision. Absolutely. And I also appreciated that you just brought up that it's a great point about how hard it is to come to parents and say, I see things differently than you. Because like, you you know, hopefully, hopefully a lot of kids and teens and children are, are trying to respect their parents, you know, but then that can come with them. Like you said, not feeling like they have the ability or permission to disagree on things yeah and I feel like you and I recently had a a conversation about this too about how I want you to come to me when you do have a different thought process on something but you said a key point there in a respectful way yes that's huge like that is just so so huge in any relationship yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah like going to your friends with this idea instead of just like hey, what you said really, like, that was hurtful, and I can't believe you would even say that. Just, hey, what you said really did hurt my feelings, and I know you may not have meant it that way, or you might have, but I'm sorry. You know, like this, being able to talk to each other and not, because it's almost back to that defensive thing. As soon as, well, in the parent's perspective, at least this is what I think, I'm not one, but (laughs) if I come up to my parents and say, I don't believe you, I think you're doing it all wrong, that immediately that's not really their fault. They immediately get defensive, uh, immediately get, whoa, wait, what? And instead of this respectful way with a friend, with a colleague, with your parents, or, you know, vice versa, saying, well, I don't really believe this, but can you tell me why you do? Or can you help me understand? And it doesn't raise those flags quite as easily. And we're able to discuss it in a more timely and well thought out manner. Yeah. Oh, that's so good, Ellie. I love that. Uh, you know, the other thing that spurred Ellie and I on to, well, I don't know about Ellie, I guess I'm speaking <laughs> for myself, um, to go ahead and have this conversation is just this past weekend at our church, the pastor did a message on generations and the value of, you know, we need those that have gone before us and we also need the younger generations. And it really opened my eyes and just convicted me of being more mindful of having mentors speaking into my life who are a bit older, but then also having the younger generation like you, Ellie, to also give that perspective because it's just different, you know, and we all do have a different view of things. And man, if we can come into this place of really just respecting each other and again, agreeing or disagreeing even in a respectful way at times, um, it's very helpful. So I'm curious then, from your perspective as a teenager, what do you think that most teens wish that, you know, adults knew was their biggest struggle right now that they're going through? Mm. Yeah, I think it just ties back to our identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, teens, no matter what generation, you like we've all been, adults have been teens at one point in their life, right? And it's just finding who you are and 
uh, I know it's it's a lot of fear that comes from that. It's who am I? Am I going to be a good person or am I going to choose an evil path? Am I going to uh, do what's right? Do I want to do this? Uh, and it's almost a part of this not trusting yourself sometimes to mm-hmm. make the right decision because sometimes you're like, whoa, if I don't even know who I am, how can I make this decision? Which I don't even know how they choose college. I'm not at that age yet, <laughs> but like, <laughs> you know, I have a few more years, but the the decisions, right? And we just want someone to walk along, right? We, we just want someone to talk to. We just want someone to say, hey, you're doing good. Keep going. This is not the end. Keep walking. And I think a lot of teens just, just need to hear some encouragement that is not from their social media friend. <laughs> yeah. Someone who's just real in life saying, hey, this is not the end. You're going to keep going. And this is not what defines you, right? God does. In this Christian perspective, God does. Yeah. Keep going, Ellie. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I believe in you. I am curious then how, because I do feel like there's a bit of a disconnect on sometimes us adults will tell you guys encouraging things. Like yeah, keep going. You know, we give you those encouraging words and sometimes it's not, you guys don't always receive them. Yep. <laughs> so do you have any thoughts on, is there anything we can do to help you guys receive them or... You know, I don't know. Any thoughts on that, on on why you guys don't receive them, but then also how we can help you receive them or present them in a way that that you receive it a little more? Yeah. Well, I don't really know if I'm the best person to talk to about this because I consider myself, or at least my initial response is always to be prideful. And it's a stubbornness that, I mean, I know for sure I have, but I can speak for most Latins, I believe, that we have this stubbornness and this just the stubbornness. I, I don't know how else to say that other than stubborn, <laughs> but just, uh, yeah. I mean, I really don't know how to, y'all would present it differently. You know, yeah. it's really a heart posture. And before we try to, you know, if we're trying to learn more then we'd listen to you, but if we're not in that heart posture to learn then, and to grow, then we're never going to be able to well to grow we're never going to be able to uh reach the higher level if we're not learning from the people above us yeah well that actually makes you the perfect person to talk about this because that means you've struggled through it and you're figuring it out and that you know that's always the person who understands it the most right because if you were just a teen who received everything and you know any nice things that people you know ever spoke over you you just received it well then you might just not have much to say about this because you're like, I don't know. You just need to receive it. Like, what else do you want me to say? <laughs> yeah. But I love that you brought up that it's a heart posture because then that reminds me even as a parent to pray for your heart, mm. right? Yeah. You know, even when the words that we say aren't landing to just pray that whoever the Lord, whether it's our own teen children or another, you know, person that God just puts in your life that maybe be a, a bit younger to mentor, that we just pray that the Lord would you know, soften their heart, change their heart posture, just like you said. So yeah, yeah, that's really good. I remember that when you were a baby, I mean, you were just, I guess a couple months old and we had moved to a new place and I would stay up at night and I couldn't sleep because I would, every time there was any kind of a sound, I would want to go check on you and be like, is she okay? Like, did somebody get her? Like my mind just Mm -hmm. kept me up, you know, racing all night. And thankfully, the Lord led me to this book. Um, it was basically a, a book to pray over your children, you know. Mm-hmm. And I started just praying, 
you know, and there was like, there were two page kind of chapters and I would pray over you. And that book really helped me to see the power of releasing. And so a simple prayer I've always said over you kids, especially when we're going through a hard season that I'm like, I don't know what else to do. You know, I'm like, uh, you know, Lord, just help us through the season. Um, I'll say a simple prayer of Lord, they were your, your children first. I give them back to you, you know, Mm -hmm. just, you know, help them in ways that only you can and just releasing you guys back to him. And so I think that's such good, just reminder for us that even when words fail, you know, even when we feel like we're not getting through or when things are tough or we're in a challenging season, because we all walk through challenging seasons to never stop praying. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, is there anything else that you are, I want to hear, I know we've talked, you know, a little bit about the mother, daughter parenting dynamics. Is there anything else that you just are passionate about? Yeah. Um, And I just really want teens to know this is not forever, you know, and I just, I really just want teens to understand that at least this is not all high school is literally four years out of hopefully, you know, maybe not, but hopefully like 90 years of your life, you know, and it means so little yet it means so much. And this is a time to learn, a time to grow and a time to connect and ultimately your friends in high school and school, and I, I don't know how much y'all have heard this, but <laughs> the people around you, your friends, you may not see them in 20 years. Yeah. In 20 years, they won't matter, but your parents, your siblings, your family does. And I don't know, I think where our mindset can be so short, so mm-hmm. little, and we're not looking at the full picture and what we can do for God's kingdom, not for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear have them hear a little bit more. So Ellie is one of the best speakers, actor, actresses. Is that what you say? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Whenever so. you say that, cheerleader Ellie. Ellie oh, is a very you. is very gifted with communication, right? Mm, In just you. different ways, she does speech and debate. She does theater, and so you just definitely have a gift of using your words, right? To not only perform, but also to debate. You love to debate. I try. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I love that about you and about your school that you get that opportunity to debate in healthy ways and you've learned how to do that. You know, I just, I think that's a skill that very few people possess. Definitely not many teenagers, but even not many adults Mm -hmm. possess that skill of how can we debate, almost like we were talking about earlier, of being able to talk to people about when you don't agree with them yeah. But in a respectful way, because like when you guys do debates in school, don't you get points counted off if you do sarcasm or yeah. if you do. No, if you make a personal remark, that's what it's called, a personal remark. Like, well, your mom is, you know, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yesterday you said this, therefore I don't trust you. You know, like that's a personal remark. And that's not what we're arguing about. We're not arguing about you. We're arguing about the topic. And yeah, no, that's super. I try to do that in my day to day life. Just, yeah. OK, wait, wait. It's this topic, not the actual person. Let's talk about the topic. And when we can focus on the topic, I think we can just focus more on the idea rather than the person, you know, because all people are flawed. Yeah. Right. There's no perfect person. And so also when you guys debate, like when you're the one up there receiving the feedback from the other side, how do you keep your emotions out of it or your, um, 
Or do you do you struggle with that? Oh, that's okay. That's a big struggle for me because as I kind of talked, I'm a de- defensive, so uh-huh. I immediately want to like stand up, hit the desk, like, <laughs> well, you said, you know, that I don't want to do that though because I, I keep, I try to keep it inside, uh, not because it's bad, but because it's fuel, and emotion is fuel. Uh, in my opinion, when you're speaking, if you just listed off facts and figures, they'd be like, okay, good to know. And then would leave. Right. It's this emotion that, whoa, really? I didn't know that. Wow. Okay. That's good to know. Like, wow, I want to carry this out in my life. And so when I get my chance to walk up again, there it goes. We'll let it roll off now. (laughs) And it's almost not anger. It's passion. Mm -hmm. And I try to change that anger to passion in the best way possible, because if I'm passionate about the side that I'm on, if I'm passionate about the thing I'm fighting for, it's got to be worth it. And it's going to be worth it. Yeah. I love that word passion. So how um, I would, I have such a heart to see your generation just be passionate for the Lord, you know, like just be world changers, which I do believe that that's one of the reasons that y'all do struggle so much with identity Mm. because the enemy knows, Hey, if I can get them hung up in who they are, then which side are they on? Right. Mm, Then you take this passion. That's a God given passion. And it starts to go in different directions even earlier when you mentioned you called yourself stubborn. Yeah, there's definitely stubbornness there, but also strong-willed, you know, and yeah. that when it's speaking as someone who is also strong-willed, when that's channeled properly, it's really great, right? Because yeah. we're on the right side, right? If we're on God's side and we're following the path that he has for us now, that strong-willed, the passion, the thing that just burns inside you is going in a direction of making change in in the world. Um, so are you seeing much of um, just the, the passion for the Lord? Like, what does that look like for you and, and your teen friends? Are you seeing much of that? Uh, I wish I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think uh, at least this generation, this, these teens have passion. I, I, I believe we do. Why do we why would we have these platforms, mm-hmm. social media? Mm-hmm. Right. Why would we be given these uh, all these amazing platforms and uh, have this passion to do things? Right. If it's not glorifying God and like we have these platforms that are given to us, I believe they're a gift. And a lot of people are passionate about their subscribers or their followers and it's what are you passionate for are you passionate for yourself or for god because you can choose you can choose and when people think about you are they gonna think about you Mm -hmm. because truly i don't want people thinking about me i'm not that great Mm -hmm. because i'm a human but i do want people when they see me they see wow she's passionate about god who is he i want to know and it's this leading sense of you, you may not have to be a speaker or a podcaster or <laughs> while these are amazing platforms, you can simply post a Bible verse and live out a life and live out an account. I don't even know if that's a thing, but <laughs> uh, praising and worshiping God and people will see what comes out of that. Yeah. Well, I love to help people dream and I would love to know from you. What do you think that you feel God is calling you to with this gift of communication he's given you? Mm. Wh- how do you feel like he's called you to to use that in the world now or even in the future? Yeah. Well, I don't know a career. <laughs> I don't know a college. I'm not asking for a career. Yeah. yeah. But I do know 
who gives out the careers and who gives out the callings. And that's truly what I want to do. If I'm speaking, if I'm given a stage, I want it to be worth it. I don't want to be talking about me. I want to be talking about him Mm -hmm. because, man, if I'm talking about me as a debater, I can see, oh, my, I can pick out all the flaws. But when I can talk about God, you can't stop. Mm-hmm. Like, you just can't stop. I can think of so many back, forth, back, forth, and being able to defend this. And I just want to be able to speak for him, you know? I mean, he can speak for himself. He does not need me. But when I get to work for him, it's truly a blessing for me and a blessing for other people. Yeah. Do you come alive whenever you get to speak and do things like that? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel confident on a stage. I would say that. Mm-hmm. Does it energize you? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would say so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know people energize you. <laughs> yeah. I'm an extrovert, big <laughs> extrovert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, it's, it's funny in our family because, well, all of us, but you and your brother are extroverts, don't you think? Yeah. But me and her other sister and her dad are very introverted. It's so funny. (laughs) Well, no, it's just amazing. We'll come back from like some family, uh, not even a family gathering, just some like place we were all at. And I'll be like, guys, did you remember the time that we did blah, 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 blah. And I'm telling them the whole story like again, even though they were like there. Mm -hmm. My sister's like, I'll be in my room. (laughs) Like she's done. She's out. (laughs) Same for y'all, you and dad. Yeah. It's just great. Me and Zeke are like bouncing. We're like, man, that was such a good time. What are we doing next? (laughs) Yep. Yep. You guys always need to be talking. You always need to be with somebody. And and yeah, we're wired very differently, but it's been good for me to get to experience having kids that are extroverts because it's really helped me to understand than other extrovert friends I have. And Mm. hopefully having introvert parents has helped you understand your introvert friends. Yes. (laughs) Because you're like, okay, I get it. You're not mad at me. You just need to be alone for a minute. (laughs) Just stop talking. Mm -hmm. Take a breather. Okay, go. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And you tend to be friends with more introverted people. Oh, yeah. Most of my friends are introverts. It's Mm -hmm. really funny. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's cool how God wires us that way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, we can wrap up now. I would love to end by just praying over. So this isn't a parenting podcast per se, Yeah. (laughs) but I just felt like this conversation was relevant because everybody listening definitely has relationships in their lives and everything we talked about applies, you know, being able to come talk to each other and all the things. So I do have a heart to see the mother-daughter relationship in particular just restored, you know? And I know that's something you and I have worked on. We still have bumps. We still have hurdles. Um, But I do feel like because we're able to talk to each other, we're able to overcome those things. And yeah, I guess actually before we pray, I'm going to pray. Do you feel comfortable praying too? Or do you want me to? Yeah, I can. Okay. Uh, Before we pray, do you have any other other thoughts on the mother-daughter relationship or just anything it's okay if you don't I mean not really but other than just it's a relationship not a you know I know we talk I've heard this about God a relationship versus a religion you Mm -hmm. know but I think from our perspective we can tend to think of parenting as like okay obey and once I'm 18 I'm out you know yeah and it's a relationship it's something that you need to build so from both sides just don't give up where it's at just keep keep asking those questions keep wondering and keep helping each other out yeah for sure Okay, well, why don't you pray just over whatever you feel led to? Doesn't yeah. have to be long, okay. but just, yeah, just pray as you feel led. All right. Okay. 
Heavenly Father, I thank you that we get to come here. Lord, I thank you that I'm able to talk with my mom and be able to talk in front of all these people. Father, Lord, I'm so grateful that we get to be here to glorify you and everything we're saying. Lord, please help anyone who's listening who may have questions, who may wonder, and who may need to help those who have questions and who are wondering. Father, just lead us today. Lead us in all you need to do. And Lord, we love you and we're so grateful for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I think you covered it. I don't think I need to pray too. So <laughs> we'll we'll leave it at that. But um, Ellie, thank you for coming on today. I appreciate you being here. Of course. It was a long flight, but I'm here now. <laughs> Goodness. I'm kidding. Oh, you're so fun. You guys should have heard us trying. We, I think I hit record at least 10 times oh because goodness, I would hit I record could, and then we just busted out in giggles. And I could not stop laughing. It was so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Thanks for joining me, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to be here. It's time for Let's Get Real Practical. This is the part of the show where we take the topic discussed with today's guest and we get into some practical steps you can implement into your life right now. Ellie and I attempted to do this section together, but it just turned into some giggles and playing of sound effects on my board, which was quite fun. But with that said, here are some real practical ways to invest in relationships with not just your children. All of these obviously are going to apply to if you have children but really anyone from another generation who just may not think or act like you. All right, first up, we're going to go th through these pretty quick. I've got several here. Don't take yourself or each other too seriously. Have fun and teach each other new things. Kind of just like Ellie and I giggled a lot today, and she's always teaching me new words that she then cringes when she hears me say out in public and tells me never to say those things again. But that's really just a relationship builder. All right, next, have real talk. Be honest. Speak the truth in love. Real talk just means exactly that. That's the heart of this show. It's something I try to not just do on the show, but I walk out in real life. Having conversations that matter and being willing to talk about maybe some hard things or even asking questions. You know, you might have noticed on today's show with Ellie, I asked her questions of like, how can I do a better job? You know, and just being willing to ask those kinds of things to each other is so powerful. All right, next, listen more than you speak. This one takes practice. I know for some people it comes more naturally. Just be a good listener and practice it. Be a safe space. Refrain from overreacting. This is a really important thing if you're the parent or the mentor in the relationship of being that place where they know they can come no matter what they've done, just like God does for us. They can come and maybe not even something they've done. Maybe it's something they're wrestling with or something they've got a question about or whatever it might be, but just being that place that they know, oh, I know that I can go to her and she won't overreact. She'll meet me where I'm at. She'll listen. Okay. So just practice that. Ask this question. Do you want me to listen or problem solve? Because, and sometimes it's both, but it's a really powerful question to ask people in our life because sometimes people just need somebody to listen. Sometimes they just need to get something off their chest. And then sometimes they're bringing something to you because they want you to help them fix it. And it's really great if we can just be clear up front. This is something even my husband and I do with each other. 
And it's very nice that we can just do this and just lay the groundwork for what we're looking for in that conversation. Invest in the relationship. I know this one's like, duh, but whatever you water grows. So do you have a relationship in your life that you would love to see grow? Water it, invest in it, pray together. Another huge one, and even if whoever it is that you are in relationship with won't pray with you, pray for them. All right, there's something that happens. Obviously, prayer is powerful, and it works, and for all the reasons, not just for the answered prayer, but it also shifts our heart position towards each other. A good thing that you could do together that would be that investing piece, read a book together. I know I've had some different guests on the show that spoke to this, like the ones who wrote uh, Mended. There's all kinds of great books out there, even if it's a for fun book. Sometimes uh, my other daughter and I, we read a series uh, by Francine Rivers this summer, and then we were able to discuss it. It was almost like a little book club. So do something fun like that. Sometimes it can be self-help, but sometimes just do something fun. And then here's the last one I want to say. And again, this one applies a little more to if you're the mom here or if you are the mentor, seek therapy for yourself to get healing in any area that you might need it. I've found that a lot of times we sometimes can parent and mentor and lead from a place of fear or our own hurt, and we don't even know it. It's not a conscious thing. It's just subconsciously we've got some different core beliefs and lies and um, pain that's directing us more than we realize. So just go get a little bit of help for yourself and work through some of your things, work through some of your triggers and your fears so that you really can be that safe place when they come to you, right? Okay, that's it. I hope these were practical and helpful. Let me pray over all the relationships that are here today. I just want to bless you. So Father, I thank you for every single person sitting under the sound of my voice, whether they are a mother, a daughter, a friend, a grandma, whatever position that they hold, I just pray for blessings over their relationships. I pray for restoration, healing, and that open and honest communication. May we be people who can be trusted, whose character can be trusted, whose hearts can be trusted because we are submitted to you. It is in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, uh, as always, if you need more resources or information about therapy or any of all the other things, you can just go to my website. That's the main hub at rachelgilbert.com. And if today's episode blessed you, would you consider leaving a review on Apple or wherever you listen? Those help us get the word out and they're just fun to read. Well, I pray this Real Talk episode brought you one step closer to living free and pursuing your God-given dreams. I'll see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.